three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of AT Talks for our topic three, National Athletic Training Month. So today we have two guests. We have Alyssa and we have Natasha. Uh, whoever wants to go first, just quickly introduce yourself, say your name, where you're employed, uh, the setting, the state, how many years of experience, whatever you'd like. But the floor is open. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my name is Alyssa Bannerman. Um, I have been a certified athletic trainer since 2018. Um, right now, I'm currently working uh, in the collegiate setting at a DC university out here in California. Awesome. I'll go. I'm also from California. My name is Natasha Denmark, and I currently have a couple of settings. I actually work in corporate. I do corporate education, so I create curriculum for healthcare um, companies, and I work. I get to work from home, and um, I also work at a community college in Whittier near Los Angeles, and I teach introduction to athletic training classes there. Oh, and I've been certified since 2007, so going on 13 years. Awesome. Just, just, I don't know if you listen to any of the other videos, but my name's Tom. I'm an athletic trainer for East Chicago Central High School. That's in East Chicago, Indiana. Um, probably about 1,000 kids, 200 of those are athletes. But I was certified in 2016. Um, so is there any, any plans you guys have for National Athletic Training Month? Um, not so much really big plans, but, um, we, I know me and my fellow colleagues, like we make it a point upon ourselves to really educate our athletes on what we do, because I know that there's a lot of athletes that aren't in the kinesiology realm who really just think we hand out water and tape ankles when they're hurt. Um, so it's, it's a really good opportunity to kind of strike up a conversation in between treatment. Like, hey, what is athletic training? That's National Athletic Training Month. And, you know, why, what is the profession? And, you know, we get to give them cool facts that help relate. Like, you know, we do have a, a Hall of Fame for athletic training, you know. And then they're like, what? You know, <laughs> I didn't know you can really make it as an athletic trainer. So, yeah, like, we're really branching out. And, you know, I get to educate them in that way, which is also super cool. Awesome. I love that. I, I try to educate everyone. I mean, I, I work with healthcare, so nobody really knows what, what an athletic trainer is at all. So they're like, well, what's your background? And so I try to educate them on that and what it is and how I got here. Um, I work with a lot of physicians and pharmacists. So I'm like, hey, we're right here on the same map with you guys. Um, so educating them and giving them that knowledge. Um, for me, also, I just finished my doctoral doctoral excuse me studies um, last May, and my dissertation was um, in how to include cultural competence or cultural content into um, our educational programs, so our ATP programs, um, and how to include those things like through the actual assignments that they get. Um, through the actual projects that they create. So I worked, um, I graduated from Cal State Northridge and I worked with uh, Cal State Northridge programs, uh, with the programs, the students, uh, the ATP students there and everything. So um, it was a lot of fun and just advocating for cultural competence, um, which 
I'm actually working with people to change. So if you guys have any ideas, but um, competence means that you already know the information, you're already competent in it. Um, so for me, my study was really based on cultural humility. And what that means is, you know, basically, hey, this is what I do know, this is what I don't know. So I have room to grow, I have room to understand, room to learn what different backgrounds our athletes come from, our students, whoever, our patients, whoever we serve. Um, so that's a big thing that I like to advocate for every day, but especially during National Athletic Training Month, because um, I mean, it's one of our competencies, but it's not something that necessarily everyone is in tune with or goes out to study so yeah absolutely I love that point that you kind of made about um, competency and you know I think um, a big thing you know not just in athletic training but just in society in general we don't want to say we don't know something we don't want to say mm -hmm. we're bad at something right you know? um, but just admitting it is a step towards growth so mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, I think that's great that you're advocating for that. You know, we don't know it all and there's always room to learn something to um, improve our skills some way. So even taking that self-accountability and saying, you know what, I don't know something, but why don't you teach me? You know, exactly. not, I don't know it. I, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks type of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. That humility part. So I... I'm hopefully I can work with EDAC and all of those uh, areas, which I've already started reaching out to um, get that language kind of change. And I know it's part of our competencies and that's why it has that language, but at least to include in there something about, hey, it doesn't mean that we know everything. It just means that we're on our way. We have yeah. a pathway to learning. So. Absolutely. Do either of you two have any fun or unique ideas that you like to do to advocate besides just word of mouth talking? I think um, the cool thing that, I mean, and we're all pretty big on social media in the AP world. I, yes, <laughs> I know. I'm like, Twitter is awesome. But I think it's really cool that we are seeing athletic trainers use these current media to advocate and then we can also, you know, connect with the population that we're working with, you know, and I know my kids are always on Twitter. So, you know, advocating like what is an athletic trainer, what we really do, the kind of controversial things that are going on in our profession, you know, um, I think it's really important that we stay, you know, on, on, um, or up to date with what is hip, you know, and with the best way, um, you know, to get the message across. And the cool thing is, is like, we're all from, we've all been different parts of the world, but here we are right now because of technology. And I think that's really huge that we use that to continue to push the profession. Definitely, I agree with that. Um, I, I feel like I see everyone's Twitter posts, which is my favorite <laughs> form of social media. Um, <laughs> I also think, and I know they have um, different grants and different scholarships available through the NATA, um, but for me, just researching and getting those grants to kind of um, to have online platforms. So similar to this, these types of conversations, but having, um, you know, virtual classrooms in a sense to get folks that can't maybe go to the convention to 
come in and um, participate online um, and get CEUs for it. So things like that, just, you know, again, um, like Alyssa said, using technology to kind of leverage that education and get it out there to everyone. Um, and I mean, we have a pretty good right now with NATA, the um, professional center is really good professional development center. Um, I mean, I get most of my CEUs from there. So I think just continue to building on that and making sure that everyone is aware that these opportunities are out there and um, just having these conversations because I, I do think that um, and I feel like from the last couple of uh, sessions that you've had, Tom, um, these, the conversations about burnout and things like that, because there is those types of things, I feel like a lot of athletic trainers don't even get to do the professional development that they want. Like it's a, a lot of the time it is last minute or where they can fit it in. So I think um, getting to the root of the issue of, you know, how do you manage your time? How do you manage your professional time working with your patients, working um, wherever, whatever setting you're working at, and also continuously learning and making learning a priority. So um, I think that's important and definitely topics that need to be explored and um, shared during National Athletic Training Month so that everyone is, you know, because everyone's like so gung-ho. So I think it's <laughs> things that don't get talked about should get talked about. <laughs> during that time yeah i think that's one of the uh the nicest thing about national athletic training month is that there's the same x amount of people that advocate a lot on twitter but when it's national <laughs> athletic training month everybody's out there yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and what i've started to do over the last several months is instead of just advocating to athletic trainers i've been trying to follow a lot of strength coaches a lot of pts a lot of sports coaches uh, i tried following some nurses but they didn't want to follow me back but just to expand, because I think oh, a lot yes. of the time we have a lot of uh, people we talk to on Twitter, but it's just an athletic trainer to an athletic trainer. We're trying to get outside that bubble. Yeah, definitely. And we work in a really unique setting where we do have a lot of overlap with other medical professionals. So why not use this month to bridge that gap and, you know, say, hey, we might not do the exact same thing, but, you know, we're touching the same patient. I'm trying to make a difference. So why don't we make a difference all together? Yeah, exactly. And I think of one, another thing, and I don't know um, about your fellow alumni from your programs. I know that in my, from my program, there's several that either went into physical therapy or OT or other fields. And so part of what I know my old program does and what I try to do with them is get all of these folks in contact. And, you know, especially in California, we have a struggle with all of the physical therapists. Um, yeah. So <laughs> getting them in and getting them to advocate and they, you know, a lot of them do, um, they advocate on the athletic trainer's behalf. So just kind of getting those alumni and figuring out who does what and how we can leverage all of the different careers that we're in or settings that we're in to really spread the word and advocate because we need some licensure here guys <laughs> i know and i think that is such an important thing that we touch on too in athletic training month especially obviously for all athletic trainers but the ones that are in california we really do need to bring awareness to the fact we don't have certification or licensure out here and what like better month than our month to really bring light on that you know when i tell my athletes 
you know, this is uh, the only state of all 50 that you don't need a licensure certification. And I was like, so if you want a job as an athletic trainer like, at the employer's discretion, they can say, sure. You know, and then they're like, I don't know CPR, I don't know this. And I said, exactly. Like, that's what's scary. You yeah. know, and it, it happens here in California more than you know, and it's disturbing, and it really should be talked about, and it should upset people, so we can get that push to get licensure and to get certification that we need. Exactly. And I think that's one of the really nice things about social media is that uh, everybody, like there's a lot of people that don't know, and then using social media, you can, you can reach out and grab people like me in Indiana, the people in Vermont or Michigan, New York, all over the place. And then we can hopefully come together and try to push those through. I know there's a couple people that have tagged me in various things like, hey, we need you to sign this off for the New York licensure bill or the California bill. And you go on there and you put some information in and it's done. But is, there any, is there anything else we want to cover for National Athletic Training Month or do we feel like we hit everything? we hit a, a good uh, amount of topics yeah <laughs> all right well i, I appreciate so you too. i appreciate yeah. both of you spending your time and i would like to have you back for future topics future discussions i don't know what those future topics are but uh we'll find out eventually but thank you for your time today and i hope you have a great rest of your week have a good weekend yeah awesome you, you too thanks yeah. yep thanks for yeah. putting it together absolutely